are listening to Save by the Spell, a DIY podcast answering your witchy magical questions, giving advice, and talking about a different topic each week. My name is Marcella and I am your host. This week, I have a few things to cover. One, I'm going to be talking about the Venus retrograde, but really briefly, just because you guys, there is so much information about the Venus retrograde online already that I don't want to waste your time. Just to give you a couple of pointers, the Venus retrograde is July 25th through September 6th, so we're already in it. Venus is our planet of beauty, of love, you know, uh, finances and all different things like that. So, uh, you know, just a couple of tips. One, don't do any major cosmetic surgery. There you go. Not a good idea. Or any major um, changes to your look. Definitely upgrade your look, but don't do anything drastic that you might regret once Venus goes direct on September 6th. The other thing you want to be mindful of is watch any big, giant luxury purchases. You also might regret that come around September, you know, the beginning of it. Um, Venus retrograde is a great time to review past relationship patterns and look at maybe where you can improve on that. Sometimes it can bring people from your past romantically, like, into your life. I, I think it's, you know, it's not like a Mercury retrograde thing, though, where communication is botched and things like that. I just, I really look at it as being a real good time to heal some old, um, you know, issues around dating or maybe who you're attracting or if you don't have any problems in that area. Um, you know, that's fine. Just really allow yourself to uh, see with a open mind. Don't be too harsh or judgmental on yourself, especially now. It's just, you know, it's, it's not going to help you move forward if you're being really critical. So something I have been really, um, allowing myself to process was something I received in a meditation recently. And the message I got was that the heart and the mind are no longer competing with each other. The mind is following the heart's lead with perfect trust, knowing full well where it's going and that neither is going to dupe each other over anymore. I think that's pretty good. I like that download that message. So I'm going to roll with that. And, um, you know, the main topic for this week is forgiveness. And I was so torn because I really wanted to talk about the divine feminine as well. And I am going to cover that, you know, what that means and how we're stepping more into a divine feminine um, society in uh, more detail. I'm going to talk about that the next episode. But I did want to talk about something very briefly as well uh, related to that. Something that I get a lot of flack for sometimes is um, what appears to be a lack of participation on my part in festivals, events, and gatherings. And I want to address this now uh, because let me just say that I don't attend every event uh, and I have my reasons. It doesn't mean I am shunning or disapproving of it or those who are organizing it. Some of you who know me, like who truly know me, know that I am on the spectrum to a degree and I have an insane sensitivity to other people's energy, their sounds, their emotions, and other things. And it, it can really lead to sensory overload. And the best way for me to describe to you what happens to me at your party is this. Now imagine you're in a room full of people, you're socializing, you're enjoying each other's company, and then all of a sudden, you become hyper aware and attuned to a heartbeat, a nervousness, a pain, an uneasy feeling. Because suddenly you realize someone is hurting. 
Like you start feeling that hurt, like as if you just got punched, you know? And then even if no one looks like they're hurting on the outside, it's the moment of tuning in that I grasp onto it and I can't let it go until I figure out who it is. And it's like this spirit guide to push me to heal it. Now I know that maybe part of this is my journey. Part of this is, you know, part of the work that I do. I have to heal it or help people move it. And I do do that. So, but that can be really draining and overwhelming to experience day to day. So please don't take it personally if I don't attend or if I get, um, you know, kind of have to leave really abruptly or things like that. It's just because I get really overwhelmed and I have to clear myself so I can actually be pleasant to be around. You know, and the other thing I want you to know is that what it sounds like to be in my brain sometimes and when I'm in a large crowd or a big situation. And uh, imagine you're in a room and then all of a sudden it's a crowded room to begin with, with like live people. And then it starts to fill up with your guides, with your ancestors. And then it's like someone just turned on a radio on each end of the room, playing two different stations. Oh wait, what else? Oh, let's turn the TV up on uh, really loud and then have someone talking at you and then the phone's ringing. And you know, this is a lot of stuff that goes on sometimes when I go into a heavily stimulated place. So. Um, I do require a lot of alone time, and I, I think that a lot of empaths do, but I, I just I just want to put it out there because I know that sometimes it, it can appear that I don't care or it can appear that I'm shut down, and I might be shut down because I'm just overstimulated, and it's not because I'm not being there for you. I just, I, um, you know, it, it happens. <laughs> it, it happens. So please forgive me. And as we talk about that, I want to, you know, go right into our topic and talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness is essential and it is the quickest way to healing. And I talk about this in my cutting the cord book manual, whatever you want to call it, zine for witches. It's not like a literary great. It is just a tool guide. So it is one of the chapters in there. And when we forgive, we are not saying that something didn't happen. We're not allowing our perception of our own experience to change or shift or retell the story. It's just that we're no longer taking the victim role, but we can see it as an opportunity to grow. When we release these pains and burdens that we perceive as being inflicted upon us, we can allow space to open and invite new people, new experiences in, new stories. Our hearts begin to soften and our minds can let go of the tape, replaying the hurt over and over again. So it's important to forgive, not just others, but forgiving ourselves, which is really a lot of times I find very hard for people. Again, I am approaching a very important date for me. And that date is August 20th, and I will be talking about that more at some time. But uh, August 20th is my, I call it my rebirth date. On August 20th, uh, 1995, I overdosed and had a near-death experience. At that point in my life, and for it was, you know, years after that, too, I was not good. It was, it was a really hard time. I hurt a lot of people. I particularly hurt myself on a number of occasions. And I'm still working on finding forgiveness and 
it's still a pro work in progress. Forgiving myself too for maybe some of those hurtful things I've done to people that I love and people in my life. And forgiveness is huge. And I'm being reminded of so many things that I actually blocked out of my mind. Um, whether it's because of addiction issues in the past or just my memory can't deal or process. I, I did block out a lot of stuff and then these things are all coming back and things that have happened to me, things that I've done to other people. Forgiveness is huge. So one thing that I'd like to do with you guys now is invite you to forgive someone, something, yourself. Something that's holding you back or stopping you from inviting a higher frequency of love into your life. Stopping you from connecting to the things that make you happy or, or give you a sense of purpose because they need to be forgiven. So find a quiet space. Close your eyes. Take a nice inhale in and exhale out, releasing, letting go of any stress, tension, just anything that's kind of you're holding tightly in the body. And really take these words in and feel them hit the core of your being and hit every cell. I forgive everyone for everything right now. I forgive myself for everything right now. I ask for forgiveness for everything right now. And so it is. You can do this as many times as you want. Now, you're just asking to release the pain and the anger and the frustration and the inner wound and it's okay to release, to cry, to let it out. It's okay to think of people in your mind and send that forgiveness to them. You know, and it, it doesn't work all the time. Sometimes you're too hurt. Take time away from it. Come back to it. Make a list of the things, the people, the places, yourself, everything that you want to let go of. And you're not going to be able to do it all at once. It is a practice for a reason, forgiveness. So I've got a few questions here and I'm going to address those now. So, okay. D in Hollywood, right? Girl, I've been struggling for a month. I found out my mom has signs of dementia and I have been conflicted and sad because my mother has been abusive over my life. I've tried hard to forgive, but that means I cannot have a relationship with her. I thank her for the karmic lesson and bringing me here, but I am having a tough time. Any advice? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> you um, don't have to have a relationship with her. Now, some people might be like aghast that I said that, but our families bring us you know, up and, and we receive certain le lessons and things. And, you know, I've certainly received my lessons and I do not feel connected a lot of times to my 
biological family because we're just in different places and we have a hard time understanding each other and different schools of thoughts and I can say that you can forgive her and thank her and try it over and over and over again until it feels right. There's no magic button that is going to make you all of a sudden forgive her and all be kosher and feel good. You know, it's it takes time sometimes. And I think what you're doing is great. I would continue to forgive her, but forgive yourself for not being able to connect to her. And what you can do is offer the struggle that you're having with it up to the universe, to your guides, to spirit, and say, hey, you guys, I am having a hard time carrying the burden of this because I feel responsible when I know that this is just my path. I need help and support and strength during this time and understanding. A lot of times when we can truly have empathy and understanding for the person's position and maybe what they've been going through or what they went through. And it's not about justifying abusive behavior, but I want you to step into the mind and into the shoes and the spirit of the person that was doing this to you and understand what they were going through. Again, it's not to create a Stockholm Syndrome and feel, you know, like it was okay for her to do that. It wasn't okay. But it is okay for you to let it go. It doesn't mean you forget. It just means that you no longer hold the hurt and the anger that she passed on to you with her abuse. Because that's all it is. It's like she was letting it go on to you so you could carry it. But now it's time for you to be done with that too. Gabriella in Los Angeles, how do you forgive someone who isn't remorseful for their action when you know they do not think they were in the wrong? Well, when someone doesn't think they're in the wrong, that is their issue, not yours. So again, with the responsibility thing, you know, you can only be responsible for yourself. You can ask yourself, am I the lesson giver here? You know, and, and if they're not going to take ownership and feel remorseful, then you're going to keep feeling like a failure. Because, you know, you didn't come here to get them to figure it out. You came here to get you to figure it out. So I would release the person. Say, I release you. I release the responsibility to school you on this and to get you to understand. Because they have chosen a different way. Forgive yourself for being involved or situated with, you know, in a position to help or connect or correct the person. And uh, move forward. Invite in people who are ready to take responsibility for themselves, their emotions, and their actions, and release the ones who are not. Okay. Third question, Lori in Del Mar, California. All these California girls. Okay. How do you forgive someone who has hurt you in the past but has done some significant growth and is making attempts to connect now in the present? Awesome. 
Good question. And they're all good questions, but I really like this one because I just keep hearing this a lot this week <laughs> from varying coworkers and friends and people. Okay. Well, you know, someone who's hurt you pretty bad in the past, you know, and they're making the attempts, I mean, good on them. I would congratulate them and be very excited that they are growing and wanting to to evolve their world. It doesn't mean you have to be friends with them by any stretch. You don't have to, you know, all of a sudden be best buds or, you know, or even like a full supportive person in their life. But you can um, give each other the gift of allowing that connection to be healed so there's no longer a pain or a resentment imprint there. I do like that. Yeah, it's pretty great. You know, as someone who's been, I was a, you know, let's just put it plainly, I was an asshole <laughs> for a very long time and on a number of levels at different varying degrees of that depending on my lifestyle and where I was at. But it was because I, I didn't have the support to properly help me process what I was doing and I took it out on a lot of people. Now, I, I'm definitely finding myself um, reaching out to people that I've hurt and at times and, and um, you know, with my utmost sympathies and apologies for the behavior that I had presented to them. But you, there is no, you can't have an expectation that people are going to forgive you just because you said you're sorry. I think that's, you have to truly do it because you mean it, not because you're looking for validation. And it's the same thing, this person's coming to you. You don't owe them anything, you know, you don't owe them friendship. But I think you do owe the situation a moment to say thank you for the lesson. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for your apologies. and um, I'm happy for you and I hope you continue successfully growing and finding healing on your path. Yeah. Wow. Forgiveness. It's pretty remarkable. Thanks again for tuning in, you guys. I am really happy to keep this project going and uh, next week's topic is going to be about the Divine Feminine and we'll talk about the importance of that and what that means as we step in uh, to our day-to-day -day lives and what the big impact of it is uh, globally. So I'm going to be taking questions. Um, they can be about the Divine Feminine or they can be like a you know, psychic question or if you I want some witchy advice, just email me at bookmarcella at gmail.com. Also, check out the savedbythespell.com website for past episodes. There's four up there now. Well, there'll be five, including this one. And, uh, you know, check out, you know, just check out the site. Hit me up. Topics, questions, things we might be able to talk about, and I'd be happy to get on that. In the meantime, have a beautiful week and enjoy your journey. Blessed be.